0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church, or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you, and enjoy. Okay, so I'm just going to start in prayer, and then... um... We'll get going so heavenly father just thank you for this morning thank you for your glorious presence thank you for the privilege and honor it is just to meet with you to engage with you to to worship you to praise you to to remember all of the good things that you've done to remember all of your promises a yes and amen in christ jesus um so father now by your spirit come and shape us form us conform us to the image of christ by your spirit just energize us Help us to fix our eyes upon you, the author and perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, it's been a little while, actually, since we've had uh, a sermon. Um, It's been ages, actually, since somebody stood up here and actually preached a message uh, because of all various different things. We went to the beach. We had a discussion. I think we had a Kintsugi Sunday. All of these different things. And so, it's... um, it's been a really strange time actually, like and it's been absolutely ages since I've stood up and shared as well and I feel like when I think back to the last time I shared a message to now, I feel like we've gone through a ridiculously uh, formational period. I don't know if anybody else feels that, but we've had kind of the the, the stuff with um, streams of life we've had kind of um, our beach day, we've had the prayer and fasting um, all of these different things and then just a, just a little kind of advertisement for the group bible study you know we've started to engage in the book of psalms as well and we've all kind of noted how that just feels significant there's all these kind of events that are happening that are pulling us together as a community and um also i feel personally you know like i i feel changed even the way i approach preparing the message is just come, uh, like a world away from how i usually prepare messages and i feel like i'm in a different season, so it just feels like we're 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 stepping into something different, um, and and so Steve sent out the notes uh, the other day, which if you haven't read, uh, do do read those. They're really uh, significant and important, and it's really um, important for us as a community, as a group of people that are all connected together, that come and meet together and uh, engage with God together and do the work of God together. It's really important that kind of we take those things on board and treasure those things in our heart and to see what will come of those things. Just like Mary kind of treasured the word of God in her heart and, that, and, and it came full bore into like the, the work of the kingdom of God in Christ. And so hang on to those things. And it's really funny, kind of I've alluded to this, this community formational thing and then um, kind of my own personal journey as well. And sometimes I don't know... Just when you prepare stuff we all prepare stuff we've either written blogs or pre- done sermons or even preparing set lists in the morning or prepared to talk at kintsugi and do discussions and all these things but like sometimes these things come a pl- from a place of overflow mm. you know where you just like man like I'm just bursting with the energy of God something's on my mind I really need to get it out and mm. and, it, and it just comes from this delightful place of, of, of a positive Aspect, You're in in credit. Your cup is overflowing with with all this kind of revelation or inspiration or joy and stuff that you just really want to get out there. And sometimes um, this stuff comes from a place of lack, from a place of need. Like you're not speaking because you've encountered God and he's been gracious to you and you need to tell everybody about it. It's not that place of testimony, of proclamation. It's that place of, I really need this to be true. So sometimes we speak from that place of overflow. Sometimes we worship and we're singing praises to God because yeah, man, I'm really on it, I'm feeling it. And some days you're singing it because if I don't sing this, I'm not gonna make it through. Yeah. And I don't know if you all, you all recognize those things, but I certainly feel that. So today I'm kind of coming from this aspect of, I need this to be true. I'm not standing here as somebody that's telling you, this is the word of God and I know it. This is me saying, this is the word of God and goodness, I need this, I need this. And so it's just really interesting how all of these things come together, you know. So um, it's a lot like the Psalms, isn't it? So some Psalms come from that place, you know, we will, we will come and we'll praise because you are glorious and you've done gracious things. And then some of it's like, God, where are you? Yeah. But no, no matter what, you know, my soul, why are you downcast within me? Wait, because I will yet praise you, God. Yeah. And so I'm coming from that place of a dry and weary land where it feels like there is no water. But that's that's okay because i'm in the right place and so today i want to talk about seeking god and some of you um and this feels like a in season to me so all of that preamble is just really to set this up so steve sent out some notes about the season we're in we've been through this formational period things are ending things are beginning things are coming to a close things are building to a climax And so Seeking God feels like a word in season. Uh, No, I don't want that one yet. Anyway, it's there. Um, So originally we were going to start a different series. um, And then I spoke to Steve on Friday morning. uh, And we discussed kind of where we are at as a community. And, And it makes it sound like it was a really long discussion. It was probably about like six messages, all of about three words each. And it's just like talking about Seeking God. And I was like, okay, okay. So look, I'm coming from this place of seeking God because this week's been chaotic. It's had its highs, massive highs, and some massive lows as well. Really, really difficult. But seeking God is this thing. So after this challenging week, um, you know, with the joys and confusion, um, you know, it feels like this is the right space to be in. I don't know about how that kind of resonates with you guys, but for me, it feels like a, a real point in season just for me and for the community as well, given what Steve shared uh, through, through the message. So again, I'm gonna just reiterate and double down on that. Please go and read what Steve shared. There's kind of three points in there um, about being a Barnas community where uh, we redig the wells, um, about where we strengthen mm-hmm. the pegs of our tent, And then also a new word about needing more jars. Okay, so go and really treasure those things. So when we talk about seeking God then, um, this this is coming in a context that we've been through this whole phase of talking about the rule of life, right? So we've talked about all of these practices um, of making space and time for God so that we can abide, so that our Christianity isn't just skin deep. So that our christianity isn't just in name only but so that we really abide and are filled with him he is divine you know and we bear fruit from him we are embedded in him and then it also comes on the back of this season of just the thoughts that we've had on the blog so again i've plugged the bible reading now i'm plugging the blog so we've had all of the all of the sermons and stuff about rule of life and then we've had um, myself on the blog talking about being intentional and that is on the back of the rule of life. And then Lydia talked about how her and Luke are engaging in the practices, practicing the practices. And then Nick spoke about her own journey and then, and then delving into that kind of idea of Sabbath and rest and slowing down and just actually discovering God in those places. So this is why I feel this is a word in season because everything's been leading us to this point. And so we're talking about seeking God because at the bottom of it all, rule of life is all about seeking God whichever thing you engage with or if you engage with all of them it's really about you engaging with God at the end of the day it's not about the praying or the fasting or the Sabbathing or the slowing down or or whatever else that you choose to do it's actually the God that you encounter at the back end of that Else, fasting is just a a ridiculous diet Else, prayer is just a form of being present and mentally healthy okay it's all about engaging with the God that's behind that Seeking God, then, is simply about being intentional around engaging with Him. Clearing out, in whichever way you need to do it, all of the distractions and creating that space and time to be face-to-face with the loving Father. Whichever one you engage with, whichever one floats your boat, do it to encounter Him. Don't do it because everybody else is doing it, all the cool kids are doing it. Do it because that's how you will find him and he will find you. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. The only way that we can find him is if we are intentional. Because God is talking all the time. You know, Jacob put his head on the rock and said, behold, the Lord was in this place all the time, only I was not aware of it. And that's the thing, God is talking all of the time, but it's only when we dial in that we become cognizant of that voice that steers us. That is what seeking God is all about. This is the point of the rule of life. The rule of life isn't to try and emulate St. Benedict or some random monk from the 5th century. The rule of life is to encounter him, and be changed by him, to be loved on by him, to exude more of his life and presence in this world. And like Steve has shared so many times within the context of the rule of life, the rules of life are only the trellis for the grapes. Nobody ever raves about the quality of the trellis when you drink a good wine. I have never heard some pretentious wine guy talking, about the quality of the stakes that were driven into the ground to prop up the vines. Nobody cares or remembers about that stuff. What they care about is what it produces. And that is what seeking God is all about. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them will bear much fruit. We are all about the abiding. We cannot control the bearing of the fruit. We can only control the abiding. That's the bit that we engage with. Jesus is responsible for the fruit. They're called the fruits of the Spirit, not the fruits of Sai. I'm responsible for encountering him because he's always present to me. He is responsible for that fruit because apart from him, we can do nothing. So seeking God is this conscious, deliberate, disciplined choice To turn away from certain things, to turn away from things that are distractions, and to focus on him. So when we talk about fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, I have to do it because it's me. The word there for fix your eyes is aphoreo in the Greek, which literally means turn from something to something. There's this thing that you were looking at, and it's saying, look at Jesus. That's what it is to fix our eyes that's what it is to to seek him and it could be good things it could be terrible things but it could also be very good things but take some time make some space to turn from that thing to jesus the author and perfecter of our faith you know um because it was it was friday friday when we decided what we were actually going to speak on i did this thing you know, I don't really advise it, but I Googled Seeking God. See what, see what came up. So this is the last guy I ever thought I'd ever quote in a sermon. John Piper. Um, if you ever read or hear any of his other stuff, you'll see why I probably would never, ever introduce him into this community. But this was gold. The setting of the mind is the opposite of mental coasting. It's a conscious choice to direct the heart towards God. I love that image of mental coasting. You know like, you know, like um, it brings to mind like when a train is on the rails. As long as it's got enough momentum, it'll coast on those rails. Okay, and it'll keep going in the same direction. And unless somebody actively stops it or redirects it at a switch point, it's gonna keep going. Yeah. And that's how our minds are because our world is so full of distractions. We're so full of our own habits um, that it's really easy to mentally coast. We can mentally coast through life. We can mentally coast through our relationships. We can mentally coast through our faith. I'm willing to bet that if I did no more spiritual effort, I could probably con everybody as to my spiritual. I know enough of the Bible. I can throw out enough quotes. I can throw in, I can, I can you know, like name drop a, a theologian here and there. And I could probably coast in my faith for the rest of my life. I could get by on my wit and obvious charm and just coast through my faith. I could coast through at work I could coast through in my relationships but we all know that's not what we need to do we can mentally coast but seeking God is the decision that setting of the mind is the opposite of coasting it's a deliberate turning away from one thing to something else so when we seek God it's this deliberate intentional disciplined habit making thing so I need to I need to kind of deal with this because I've bizarre, it doesn't, it doesn't occur to me at all, but sometimes it can be feel like, is this a new legalism? Wait a minute, do I have to? Do I have to pray like this? Do I have to have a rule of life? Do I have to engage with fasting? Is this a requirement? Like, I don't know if anybody else has had these thoughts or these questions from other people. You know, it feels like, you know, we're all kind of good, like, uh, postmodern evangelicals that have kind of got a charismatic kind of stream in us. So it's like, I thought we got, got away from all of that for, formational stuff that that structure and we're all free in the spirit you know we don't we don't read set prayers we, we just pray in the spirit yeah. you know we don't have to read the Bible every day because by golly you know that the spirits gonna reveal to me the scriptures when I need it we don't have to fast because we're not about twisting God's arm anymore that's 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 the old stuff we're, we're in the spirit we're all good Um. so no this isn't a new legalism just in case anyone was fuzzy which I don't think anybody is This is our response, and I love this bit. So this is a little bit of Bible nerd, because again, this is me, so you have to put up with it. There's this beautiful bit in Colossians 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So turn away from this thing, and fix your eyes on Christ. Seek him. In the midst of what this is, whatever this is, great, bad, terrible, brilliant, whatever it is, make time to seek God. Set your mind, don't mentally coast on the last thing that God ever said to you six years ago, or the last thing that the preacher told you. Seek God, set your mind on thing. And just to, just to underline, this isn't kind of a requirement, I'm not telling you you have to do this to be a good Christian. You've already saved. Nothing's going to get you more saved. God already loves you. Nothing's going to make Him love you more or less. That's fine. That's all done and dusted. But just to emphasise this, a bit of uh, biblical rhetoric, the poet, the poetical devices, important. So I've tried to set it out, and I'm going to point. I need one of those laser pointers, don't I? So what we've got here is a chiastic structure. That means that it's got a cross structure. So the way the clause is orientated, you've got A is mirrored by A, B is mirrored by B, and the most important thing is the thing that's in the middle. This is a real kind of Greek and Hebrew thing, where instead of like modern westerns, the most important thing we have is at the end of the sentence. Sometimes in Greek and Hebrew, the most important thing is in the middle, but let's just digest this, what it's saying to us. So everything that is being said in this small chunk is bracketed by this, you have been raised with Christ. Past tense, you are already there. And in case you're fuzzy, Paul doubles down and says, your life is already hidden with Christ. So everything else that gets said in this passage is bracketed by you have been raised with him and your life is hidden with him. Okay? Done. Past tense. You're raised with him, you are hidden with him. So, as a response to that risenness with him and hiddenness in him, seek the things that are above. Set your mind on things that are above. And repetition is one of those devices for emphasis. And just in case you were unclear about what he's talking about, not on things that are on earth. And why is it so important that we have this above? It's not like we're going to be stargazers or looking in the sky because we're twitchers watching birds. Because that is where Christ is. It's all bracketed by you've been raised, you are hidden with him. The important thing is to search and look for the place where Christ is. And that will shape everything else and in case you're fuzzy, not on the things that are on earth. Paul couldn't be clearer and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about seeking God. It's about all these good things, these things, and all the bad things. You need to turn away from the bad things because they're bad, okay? But the good things will get better if you fix your eyes on God. Mm. So all the good stuff that's going on with us as a community, all the good stuff that's going on in your life, all the difficult things that are going on in your life, they only change, they only get transformed, they only have the impact of God if we start to turn away from them and look towards God. I look to the hills, but where does my help come from? It comes from God. That is spoken in ancient Israel where they fortify hills because they're defensible positions. Where am I going to find help? Well, we'll run to the hills because that's easier to defend. Jerusalem is on top of a really big hill because it's really easy to defend. No, I don't look to those places that I, in my human wisdom and strength, can fortify and defend myself. My help comes from God. So, why do we seek God? Is it because he is somehow lost? I don't know if you have ever watched Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan says to Forrest, Forrest, have you found Jesus? And Forrest Gump turns around and says, I didn't know we were supposed to be looking for him. No, we're not seeking God because he's lost. We seek God because we're lost. We seek God because there's so many competing voices swirling around. There's the voices of my failures, my lack, my inexperience, the the stupid things that I I say and do. There's these voices swirling around in my head and I know I'm not the only one. But then there's also the voices of our successes that call out to us, you are so good at this, you are brilliant at this, more of this. There are competing voices that, you know, do I go this way or that way? We all have these things. Yes, mate. (laughs) My habits, my routines, like I say, coasting. It'd be really easy for me just to say, well, this is the way I am. Mm. Sometimes that's such a get-out clause, isn't it? You know, um, so if I want to be rude to someone, I'm just a straight talker. That's how I am. Take me or leave me as I am. Really? mental coasting sometimes it's riding on the wave of our successes Well, if I do this again I'll be successful again I look to the hills but where does my help come from it comes not from the hills but from the Lord sometimes he uses the hills yep sometimes I'm pulled by the voices of reaction this is the situation, this is the drama I'm engaged with now, and I'm going to fix this drama in the fastest, most efficient way possible. So if you're trying to get out of the door when your child refuses to get dressed, one of the quickest ways is threat. Not a proud moment for me as a father, but one of the fastest, most effective ways to get yourself out of the door to get to church on time is threat. Not the best way of going about things, but that's mental coasting. That's easy. It's really easy to get angry when you're feeling frustrated and rushed. But I look to the hills, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. And so the thing about seeking God, what I wanted to do is get a a jar of sand with water and then swirl it around and let it settle over time while I was talking. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? I didn't do that. So you have to imagine it, right? Because we all know what happens. We've all done that pseudoscience experiment. Because you know what happens when you let water with sand in be still? It settles and becomes clear, doesn't it? Because so often all the voices, like all those grains of sand, swirling around, muddying up the water, making the next step unclear, making the next thing unclear. But if we just pause and engage with God, seeking with God, finding his voice, that gives that sand that time to settle and clarity comes as to what the next step actually is. And that is so important for us as individuals, but also for us as a community. There are so many swirling voices. There are so many good things that we could get involved in as a community. Steve is like hooked into so many cool things. Yet yeah, that is like having a, a glass of water with loads of sand in, swirling. But if we seek God together, and the same with our personal lives, we can get that clarity because that stuff will settle and we'll finally hear that one voice. That guides our next step. So seeking God brings us that clarity. But why? why? Why seek God for that clarity? Because using common sense I could probably make a next step with some level of clarity, right? But you see we're, we're Christians and we're a funny bunch because at the center of our story we believe is God. We believe that the whole of creation is oriented around God. The word of the Lord is what upholds all things. We believe that he breathed things into existence through his word, his directive word, to convince us that he is a loving God. He sent his word in human form in Jesus Christ. So why do we seek him and not our own common sense? Why do we seek him and not the latest success guru? because his word is the one that's important. Like Peter, we can say, to whom else can we go? Because you, Lord, are the one with the words of life. We are a funny bunch because we truly believe that. We truly believe that the only meaningful word to be spoken is the word of God. The one that has the final say on anything is Jesus Christ. So if we're gonna take direction, We don't seek these other things, we seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto us. We seek him, not only does he bring clarity and guidance, but his voice is really the only voice that actually matters at the end of the day. So, I was actually pretty quick. I'm coming to my conclusion now, I've come to the conclusion actually funnily enough is that I could probably get through life mentally coasting, Um, I could get through my faith mentally coasting and I could probably put up a facade so that nobody would really notice because I can do all the Christianese, I can say the right prayers, I can say the right buzzwords at any given time at the right place in conversations to impress people I can do that stuff i can recite bible verses and all of that garbage i can recite things at work to be successful to earn my next pay rise or whatever it is but i don't want to do that because that is a life unfulfilled because truly the only meaningful thing is christ and honing in on him seeking him first and that brings meaning to everything else at the center of our existence as christians we believe that Life's meanings are only found in him and a meaningful life is only as a result of engaging with him, of being raised with him and hidden within him. And therefore we respond by seeking him. And so I want to just finish with all of those random thoughts and keep steering you back to what Steve has shared on the group. We know there's more. Somewhere deep in our bones we know there's more else why do we keep coming here why do we keep turning up sunday and sunday to meet with the same people unless we know that the next step there's something more and there's a step after that and a step after that and somehow the world is going to be changed by us gathering here by being a community by praying and seeking god together even if there are only drops in the ocean we know there is more impact that we can make on this life there's more meaning we can bring to other people's lives by encountering god together It's not because we're greedy it's not because we need satisfaction around something it's not because we need to prove ourselves but it's because we are convinced that god is awesome and he is loving and that people need to experience that so i want to encourage us to seek him afresh and i want to finish with psalm 63 this is like my second favorite psalm because you know i'm a christian so psalm 23 has to be my favorite but this is my second favorite and this guy gets it this guy gets what it is to seek the Lord because he knows what he's going to find when he encounters God. So with all of those other things, with all that sand that I've just thrown in your glass of water, let it settle on this. Oh God, you are my God and I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land. Where I began this sermon prep where there is no water so I've looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and your glory because your steadfast love is better than life my lips will praise you so I will bless you as long as I live and I will lift up my hands and call on your name my soul is satisfied as with a rich feast and my mouth praises you with joyful lips when I think of you in my bed when I meditate you upon you in the watches of the night For you have been my help and the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. So community, Hope Springs, seek God. Because it is really the only thing that we can do. Amen. Amen.